Podcast One production. Hello, welcome to my series, Koshi's Property Ladder, where I take you through the different aspects of the property market and give you my tips on how best to climb each rung of the property ladder from buying a new home to building a portfolio of investment properties. And in this episode, I'm going to talk you through selling your house yourself for the very best price. So first, ask yourself honestly, is this house ready to be sold or does it need a bit of work first? Before you put the property up for sale, think about whether some appropriate renovations are in order. Now, I'm going to emphasise the word appropriate for the style of house, for the value of the house and for the area. It really is easy to go overboard and see the expense literally go down that new toilet you bought. But some renovations are worth the investment. For example, adding an extra bathroom. This makes a home more saleable. A few cans of paint and new carpet could freshen up the place and help provide a good return. And given our lifestyle and weather, Landscaped outdoor areas are well worth the effort, as is opening up the back of the house to have an open plan family area. But there are equally some just stupid renovations that will drain your bank account for little to no return. For example, in some areas, especially on the Gold Coast, a pool is a must-have. But in cooler Melbourne and say, in its surrounding Dandenongs area, it can just as easily turn off buyers who worry about affording the upkeep and insurance and the safety aspects if they have small children. And be careful of jumping on that interior trend because style could look outdated when you throw your open house. Getting too trendy limits the appeal for a broad range of buyers. Stick to a neutral colour palette and don't go too wild with the decorating. Also, think about the materials for doorknobs, bathroom and light fixtures. The elaborate master bathroom may be okay, but the big circular tub with 15 jets that can pulse or massage is risky. Busy people have little time to spend hanging out in the bathtub and parents with small kids prefer a conventional tub, so you're better off with an oversized shower that has a rain shower head and multiple jets. If renovating isn't for you, or your budget just doesn't stretch that far, make sure everything works. Even minor repairs are crucial. Hire a handyman to go through your home and a cleaner to make it look spick and span. Make sure the gutters are cleaned and the bathroom has clean grouting and no cracks. Every window must slide open easily. Kitchen cabinet should open with ease. And don't forget to paint over ugly water stains. Now, the renovations can be the easy part. But is it manageable for you to sell your place yourself? In a strong property market, real estate seems to sell so easily but there is the temptation to save thousands of dollars on agents' fees by selling a house yourself. 
And while selling a house privately can be fairly straightforward, it can also be a very time-consuming and frustrating process. But for those with an eye for detail and the time and patience to do the job themselves, there can be big cost savings. For most people, though, they're more comfortable using a real estate agent. In fact, less than 5% of residential real estate sales are transacted without the help of an agent. Whether you use a real estate agent or do it yourself, you still need to understand the process to ensure it's done right. So here's some of the planning and preparation I suggest you do if you want to maximise the sales price of your property. Let's start with conveyancing. Before offering the property for sale, a contract must be prepared by a solicitor unless you do your own conveyancing. You can do this yourself if you're willing to put in the time and work needed to inform yourself around all the details of a contract like this. There are a number of publications available to help you through this. There are also some conveyancing kits available from legal groups with all the paperwork, details on conveyancing and information on how to handle the sale, prices of properties in the area and even signage. Next, presenting your property. Presenting your property in the right way could add thousands of dollars to the value. Real estate agents normally provide vendors with some guidelines on how to present a property for sale. So if you're selling your property yourself, here are some of their quick tips so you can be ahead of the game. First things first, clean. Look, I know it's shallow for such a big purchase, but first impressions are crucial. And that first look is made when the buyer is driving by and scouting out the property. Buyers get tired of looking and jaded by all the real estate hype so they can be ruthless in their culling process. And the last thing you want to do is turn off a potential buyer before they actually walk through the front door. You need to entice them with great photos on your website listing and then to stop their car as they drive by and say, this is worth a look. And it can be the really simple things that make a big difference, like turning the garden lights on for night inspections, mowing the lawn, and even removing pets during opening times. Clean the windows. Make sure that the blinds are open to let lots of natural light in and do a spring clean to get rid of obvious junk and clutter. If your place is messy and cluttered, a potential buyer will wonder how well you've really looked after the property and what they're really getting. So make sure that the pantry, the wardrobes and cupboards are neat and well-ordered. And if your furniture is looking a bit worn, rent some better furniture to help the buyer see the potential of what some new furniture could do for the room. And depersonalise your home. You want buyers to focus on the property and imagine themselves putting down roots there, not be distracted by your family photos and memorabilia. It's about getting potential buyers to think about how they'd feel in the house. The ambience still counts for a lot as well. So, you know, the smell of freshly brewed coffee, a cake baking and soft background music 
all counts towards make our property feel homely and familiar for buyers coming to inspect. Inspections can make or break a private sale, so be courteous and helpful with any queries and don't be too intrusive. Most visitors want to wander throughout the property at their own pace and examine the areas of most interest. They don't want to be badgered or feel as though they're imposing. So stay in the background as much as possible and really only get involved to answer questions or to point out attractive features. Make sure the inspection hours are convenient and that you note the name, address and phone number of visitors so they can be followed up afterwards, much like a real estate agent would do. Also make sure sale contracts are available if they ask for one. Now, advertising your property. You can approach advertising in different ways depending on the type of the property you're selling or how much effort you need to put into the sale. You can take the good old-fashioned approach and distribute flyers in neighbours' letterboxes or advertise in local papers or prepare a brochure with photos and list of the main feature of the house or just go the route of most private sales and stick up a for sale sign. But the best approach these days is probably to advertise online. That's actually where most buyers are hanging out these days. Realestate.com.au and Domain seem to be the biggest and most popular websites. Now that the house is ready to sell, the big question is deciding to sell by auction or private sale. There are a number of factors to take into account when deciding what sales process is right for you, like the state of the property market, what the accepted process is in your region, the time frame for the sale, and your ability to cope with the stress and the unpredictability involved in an auction. Each has its own pros and cons. Let's start with selling by auction. Auctions bring all the potential buyers together at the one time to compete against each other in a bidding war. It's hoped the high-pressure environment will encourage competition and push up the sale price as the bidders fight amongst each other to be the winner. A deposit is paid by the successful bidder at the completion of the auction. That's the ideal scenario, but the danger of going to auction to sell is that there are not the right buyers on the day to spark a bidding war and the sale price doesn't make the reserve you wanted. Next up, a private sale. A private sale is when you set a price and openly offer the property at that amount to potential buyers through a concerted marketing program. Buyers know the price up front and you'll receive offers until accepting one you're comfortable with. The danger of this option is how you price your property, as it will be a problem if there's a lack of buyers willing to pay your price. Now, a lot of people put their property up for auction first, and if the bidding doesn't get to the price they want, they withdraw it from auction and put it up for private sale at the price they desire. Hopefully, that gives you some good tips on how to get your property to sale. But if you don't want to go it alone, finding the right real estate agent 
can be a big asset. Since the real estate industry was deregulated, commissions charged by agents are negotiable. Most people choose an agent based on reputation before they even inquire about their fee or track record. But you should always do your homework on a number of agents before making a decision and make sure you ask them about the fees they charge for selling a property and the services they will provide in exchange for these fees. Also speak to friends, neighbours and family in your area and ask for recommendations. You want someone who will take a real interest in your property and put a big emphasis on marketing. But whether you go it alone or get the help of a real estate agent in both auctions and private sale, the key to a sale is setting a reasonable asking price for the property. So here's my guide to setting the right asking price. First things first, take out the emotion. Yes, it's been a wonderful home and you have wonderful memories to cherish for the rest of your life. But when you decide to sell, it's no longer a home. It's a product to sell. Buyers will have no attachment to your home, so you have to see your home through the eyes of a buyer. It's hard to do, but this is business. Most importantly, don't under or overvalue your property. It's about getting the very best price. And getting an extra 5% premium on the price can equate to an extra 40 to 50,000. So there's a lot at stake. The price can't be too high because it will discourage potential buyers. But you also don't want to sell it for too little. The aim is obviously to maximise your sale price. The asking price should be a starting point for negotiations, so it's advisable to leave a little bit of wriggle room for the traditional negotiating process. You wouldn't generally accept the first offer. Wait to see if you receive any other offers. Set the minimum you expect to sell the house for because most people have a want-to-get price, which is more emotionally based as opposed to their bottom line or their have-to-get price. If you are selling the house yourself, there is extra work involved, so do your homework. Have a look at how much similar properties have sold for in your area recently. Again, check out property websites like Domain and realestate.com.au, which offer complete histories of sales in your area. Seasonal factors are also relevant in determining market prices. You see, spring and autumn are generally peak selling times of the year. So vendors may have to be more competitive on price because the supply of properties is greater. Historically, there's less competition in winter around July and August. So that means you could get a bit of a higher price. But once again, and I have to stress, be realistic with your price. I know it's hard, but the buyer doesn't care what you paid for the property, they don't care what you owe on the mortgage, and they don't care what you need to get to fund that new property you're interested in. Buyers do their homework too. It's a tough market, and buyers have plenty of options and would love a bargain, so your price has to be attractive to get their attention. Well, that brings us to the end of this episode on how to sell your home for the best price. You now know the difference 
between auction and private sale. How to set the right price, find a real estate agent, and best prepare your property for sale. All of this will give you the best chance to get top dollar for your property. If you want to learn more, head to the Your Money and Your Life website. There are plenty of articles and some more hints on property. That's ymyl.com.au. Thanks for your company and good luck taking the next step on the property ladder. Koshy's Property Ladder was presented by David Kosh and created in collaboration with Podcast One Australia. Producer, Melanie Ruiz. Executive producer, Jennifer Goggin. Sound production by Darcy Thompson. For more episodes, listen for free at podcastoneaustralia.com.au. Download the free Podcast One Australia app or search Koshy's Property Ladder podcast.